ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a runway, bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say. Thursday. We have a lot to get to today. We have a lot, a lot, a lot to get to today because there were two uh, massive games last night. Well, massive maybe stretching it, but there were two uh, big games last night. With uh, got a little, both got a little tense. Uh, both had triumphant endings, so we have to talk about that uh, and and uh, and all of that means. We may even. We got highlights. We may try to squeeze in some calls. I don't know how we're going to do this first segment, but it's crammed. Then we've got Rick Cleveland. I, is going to I'd do- say maybe don't plan on doing more stuff. <laughs> then we got Rick Cleveland, who's going to join us in the next segment. Uh, Rick is, is joining us, longtime columnist uh the Jackson Clarion Ledger, uh, many, many, many years, and um, and uh, it, really an institution in Mississippi, and has co-written a book. Uh, called the Mississippi Football Book, and they're going to be doing a signing at Novel uh, Sunday. And so uh, he's here to talk a little bit about that. It, it, Mississippi and football, but it, it's kind of astonishing. The Not just the numbers, and the but the stories that have come out of that state. Do you know Medgar Evans played, was, was a football player before he was a civil rights leader? He was. I did not. Um, so just um, some amazing stuff in this book. We'll talk to Rick after that. Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. We'll talk to him about Desmond Bain and his 49 scintillating points as the Grizzlies beat Detroit. And then, right of the right trivia. Jeffrey, how you feeling? Uh, not great, if we're being honest. No. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. I, but I'm, hey, you I'm, know what? I, it's the holiday what? season. I'll money line bet on you. Mm-hmm. I'm right now. I'm making a money line bet on mm-hmm. you. Uh, what is the? What are we going to give anyone who, who d- would dare play, uh, perhaps topple you, but at the very least, perhaps play honorably? What's the prize today, Jeff? Thanks to Cindy, we got another great double prize. Two tickets, of course, to see Trans Siberian Orchestra. That will be a week from tonight at FedEx yeah. Forum. It's festive. As well as two tickets to the Holiday Wonders at the Garden. So double prize today, at. Botanic I, Garden, is that correct? What it is? I presume. Botanic Garden, yeah, that's fantastic. So there you go, uh, fabulous, festive double prize today. All you got to do is Kevin Reed is going to join us. He's going to preside over proceedings. You got to be right in the right. Not an easy thing to do or play honorably. So there you go. That's the lineup we got, which uh, is an easy thing. To a do. lot of hoops. It is an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of hoops to talk about. Um, we have Rick Cleveland. We've got Chris Harrington. Then we got Writer Than Right trivia. Uh, it was quite something watching those games unfold last night because they were both sagas, you know? They were both tense at various points. Not tense like... Saga, saga feels like a step too my, far. My team is good. Not, not tense like, oh my God, if they lose this, their season's over. No, but it wasn't looking good. But it wasn't looking good for either at one point. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you, of course, have multiple televisions. Yes, I'm, of course. I'm, You're flipping I'm back and to forth. literally flipping back and forth. Um, and <laughs> it was looking a little dicey. Um, I remember let, the '90s. Let's take them. Let's take them. Um, let's take the Tigers first. Tigers end up winning, eighty-five to eighty over VCU in overtime, and 
it was in many ways sort of the reverse of what happened at Ole Miss, right? Like at Ole Miss, the Tigers sure. looked like the better team all along. Yeah. And then they lost. Yeah. Ole Miss did enough, made enough good plays at the end uh, to pull it out. This time, VCU looked like the better team all along, and the Tigers did enough at the end to stave off, I won't say disaster, but that was looking bad. That was looking ugly. And so you are grateful for the win, even as you have to acknowledge that there is a long way to go. And it's sort of startling to me that um, that after seeing them beat Missouri, Michigan, and Arkansas and look so good in doing it, that we could have so many things to worry about. But I do think there are a lot of things to worry about even as you get the victory. Jeffrey, if you were to, 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 to focus on the, on the thing that you most are worried about, if you're a Memphis Tiger fan, what would be, name one thing that uh, there is to worry well, about. Well, Jeff, water is wet. Um, the, you got to cut down the rotation. There's, they're playing too many guys. It was ridiculous. And not only that, why do you think overtime? Why? Why was sudden, the why was the end of, of the sudden, game in overtime better? Because they just kept playing the same guys. I mean, there was this, and I have to say, I never bought it. Um, there was this narrative last year that um, that Penny had learned his lesson. Right, the Penny had learned his lesson. He was a different coach. He understood. He had to winnow down the rotation. Just look at last year, and there were those uh, on the sidelines saying, "Well, sure, he didn't have any choice last year. He had two great players. They were always going to be on the floor, and the rest was almost irrelevant." And sure enough, those who were skeptical had a right to be skeptical because in the first half yesterday, Penny played eleven players including all of a sudden Carl Scherenfont comes out of yeah. nowhere and Jonathan Pierre. Like, what in the world? Like, well, well it, with, without, without uh, Brown, that meant there was another opportunity for someone else to play. It it's was, not like that would cut it down. It was just crazy. Now, Penny did say afterwards, I've got to play my studs. On the radio show, he acknowledged this challenge, and he said... I've got to play my studs. But it started right off the it started literally before the game began as he mixed up the the starting lineup. I took out Jake on Walton and Caleb Mills and uh inserted Nick Jordan and Ashton Hardaway. Ashton Hardaway as a starter shot the ball twice. Um so um so like the the starting lineup very clearly didn't work. Then there was a immediately <laughs> sort of a massive waves of substitutions and they find themselves down by double figures to a VCU team that just lost to Norfolk State. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, you have established dudes, and the biggest challenge is getting them to play together cohesively. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm... You at, would, why at not some point, ride with them? Listen, I've got... It's, it's a masterpiece up top, but I've not gone and done the research yet. My suspicion, though, is if I go and I look over a a significant sample set, I, I suspect 80% of second weekend teams, Sweet 16 or better, yeah, probably 80% only play eight or nine guys. Yeah. It's just nuts. It's just nuts. And it's the and same thing the over thing. and over the, and the, over. The, the players, the players, it's not like he doesn't have frontline players. Like, Quinterly can be good or bad. He can be better or worse. He was very good last night. 20 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Hit, hit some massive shots uh, down the stretch um, to help them win the game. He did have 5 turnovers. That wasn't great. Um, but but he was good. David Jones, ugh, boy, looked bad when he went down with the injury. Miracle of miracles. He popped back up. He, he, had, he had 23. Uh, Caleb Mills coming off the bench. Hit a massive 3. Um down down the stretch, he had 17. Malco, who's now clearly your starting yeah. center with Jordan Brown out, like you have a pretty clear pecking order. Like yeah. it, it, this isn't this isn't that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. No. Jaquan Walton has kind of been a mystery um, because he had played so well to begin uh, the season and has uh, somewhat disappeared. But okay, so one water is wet. Got to play the studs. 
Uh, and also, I'll say this: Jaden Hardaway coming in for a defensive substitution in the last minute, like that—that—that that, that can't happen. Like that's just so ridiculous. Um, agreed. Um, the offensive rebound is 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 it, it, it's 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 a problem. I mean, it's a problem, and um, and it's not getting better. They were better against Ole Miss, but it, that, that might just because Ole Miss was so small, playing small. But that's it's just like it 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 you you'll have a VCU playing there a player there and three Memphis Tiger players standing around him nobody boxes him out no one whatever and they it's just it's preposterous seventeen offensive rebounds eighteen turnovers and seventeen offensive rebounds um, and by I, mean, the, I suppose you could make the argument because last night they switched to the zone so much that you know okay. Yeah, and the, you know what? In the end, you, you early on you were saying you were saying the, the real problem is that the other team's missing so many yeah. shots they're going to get a lot of offensive rebounding is a no, problem. No, it's 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 an issue. So that's a problem. And then defensively, they're just totally hit or miss. They can have stretches, yeah, uh, but, like but the, e- even when they have stretches where they're good defensively, they then don't get the offensive. Re- they don't sure. get the defensive rebound. They don't finish the possession. So they can have stretches when they're decent, but they're giving up dunk after dunk after dunk after dunk. Um, they're just not a very good defensive team right now. No. So, besides that, hey, they got the win. And in the end, it is if if Penny, and again, go read John Martin's column over at the Daily Memphian, he opens with a quote from Penny where Penny's talking about, I got to play my studs. If this is a hard lesson, but a lesson learned in a victory, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. It's kind of amazing that we're but, here, though. Like, this is a lesson that literally every Memphis fan has been screaming about this for years now. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of also why it's like, I don't believe you. I, I don't really either. Um, it's interesting. Is it, is it because he's trying to keep everybody happy, or is it... Which I've heard that. Like, Penny doesn't actually like to give the hard news to people. You know, he doesn't like to disappoint players, et cetera. Or he made promises or whatever. Or is it because he gets impatient and he's therefore makes reflexive um, subs just because someone... He doesn't yeah, I, I think I think it's more the latter. I think the former is, like, what people try to tell themselves to, like, cope. But it's not, it's not that. They came within a missed layup at the end. Like in the end, VCU should have won that game. No, I mean, the let's guy, also the guy say this. Got, the let's guy also got say this. to the rim in Memphis the final fans seconds. Love to claim the refs are out to get them. Right. No, they got, they got a great calls. whistle last night. Yeah, they got a good whistle last night. Um, so, listen, uh, great to get the W. Um, great that there's some, and you now set up. You set up a big three games. Yeah, you got Texas A&M, Clemson, and Virginia. Yeah. Te- Texas A&M, however, um, is second in the country in percentages of misses that they get. In <laughs> offensive, o- rebounding. offensive rebounding rate, they are second so it's a good matchup. in the country. They get 45% of their missed shots, and that's against teams that are not as bad as Memphis is at defensive rebounding. Jeff, I have great news for you. According to Ken Palm, they've now dropped to second nationally. That's what I said, second nationally. Oh, I thought you said they were first. No, I said second nationally. They're second nationally in offensive rebounding. It's just ridiculous. And so, like, you're just going to have to address that. Um, And we'll see what happens with Jordan Brown, whether he could be part of the solution or whether he had the, I'm not playing enough minutes. Yeah, (coughs) excuse me. Um, So. hate when that happens. um, It's going around. All is not well, but. Beats the hell out of a loss. And that A&M, could have easily been a loss. A&M. Listen, by Monday, we could be giddy. Yeah. That's the way, that's the way basketball ranked Texas works. Texas A&M. Uh, and then Clemson. And then Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, so you got you got plenty of opportunities. Um, but they don't right now look like they are poised to take advantage of those opportunities. But they've got talented players. You never know. Uh, we shall see. Um, all right, moving uh, to the next game. 
the Memphis Grizzlies. And, and did you find yourself focused more on one or the other, or do you just have two eyeballs that go in different directions? I mean, Jeff, I'm just I'm a professional. Two is two is child's play. Yeah, for I mean, you. come on. Five is I the right. Even, I only, it's not even a challenge. I even had a it third. would be it would be like asking uh, what's I, her name. I threw the, an extra. I threw an extra TV on. This just, would be like the re- asking the red panda to, to yeah, juggle two bowls. Come on, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, duh, <laughs> right. Um, this is like asking the red panda to do it with like without riding the without unicycle. The, without the unicycle, yeah. just stand there just, and juggle two just bowls. Stock, yeah, uh, Grizzlies win one sixteen to one oh two. You know what? You know what? This was a uh, 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 last time when they got their first win at home. We neglected to play any highlights. We are going to play for you some highlights. See if you can detect a theme here uh, to these highlights. Rose left sideline for Bain. Open three is good. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Nice drive and kick by Derrick Rose, and Bain gets his first three. Right, so that's Des- going to be an intriguing matchup all night. Bogdanovich and Desmond Bain, both guys play similar style basketball. Both Rose they, left they, sideline for Bain. Open three is good. Ring it. They did lead their teams in scoring. Both did lead their teams in scoring, by the way. More of that. Continue on. Yeah, go ahead. Just play them all. Rose left sideline for Bain. Open three is good. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Nice drive and kick by Derrick Rose, and Bain gets his first three of the night. That's going to be an intriguing matchup all night. Bogdanovich and Desmond Bain, both guys play similar style basketball. Picked up by Isaiah Stewart. Bain fires a three over the big man and hits. Ring it up. Put three on the board is Desmond Bain with a long three from the left wing. Out of the timeout with Isaiah Stewart right there. Stewart at good yeah. defensive position. Right there, had both hands up. Desmond Bain is just an elite shooter in this league this season. Bain drives into the lane, running right-hand finger roll. High off the glass is good, and he's fouled. What a shot. Desmond Bain, right side of the paint, and Isaiah Livers, I believe, is going to get the foul. What a move. Bain's got 30 here tonight. Despite whoever Monty Williams puts in front of him, he's getting around him, he's getting great screens, and he's just, he's just on fire right now. Into the lane, kicks left wing Bain. Five on the shot clock. Bain loses Livers, fires a three. Oh, You've wow. got to be kidding me. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Tesman Bain is absolutely on fire. <laughs> and he's impressing himself, too. He had the smirk on his face after that one Wait, because he knew how hot he Jeff, was. Jeff, did you hear this? Into the lane, kicks left wing Bain. Five crown on the shot clock. Bain loses Livers, fires a three. Oh, You've wow. got to be kidding oh. me. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Tesman right. Bain pumped, pumped is up. absolutely pumped on noise. fire. Where? <laughs> And he's impressed himself, too. He had the smirk on his face after that one because he knew how hot he was. All right, keep going. And we got one more. Bain drives around the Jackson screen. Right wing three over Stewart. Bring it up. Put three on the board. He's got 47. 58.1 remaining. And if the Pistons do start fouling, it'll be in the hands of Desmond Bain. Yeah, he ended up with 49. Um, The crowd was something else, wasn't it? I mean, I was no, it was astonishing. It was as if a neutron bomb had gone off in there. The Red Wings still stink too, right? Red Wings are good this year. Okay, nope. Red so Wings I was, are good this year. I, my first thought was, how like is that building just empty every night? No, Red like, Wings are Red Wings. That's are, a beautiful arena. Red Wings are good this year. That building was that was like it reminds you. People will say it oh, looked like no, a COVID game. No, it was crazy. It was crazy empty. Anyway, Desmond Bain with forty nine points. He was. Absolutely sensational. He had re- really like the Grizzlies ran away with it in the fourth, or they 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 blew him out in the fourth, thirty four to eighteen, as they do. Was the, as as they do. Uh, but it, it, it without Bain in the third, he had nineteen in the third when he was eight of twelve. That's when he was really had the team on his shoulders. Afterwards, Ja tweets out twenty two ain't talked about enough. Uh, Desmond Bain in December is averaging thirty five point three points. 5.7 assists, uh, 3.7 made threes a game. He is shooting 59% from the field, 55% from three, and 83% from the line. And so there you go. Again, I didn't think it was going to be a disaster if you lost. I know there was sort of the narrative, but, like, it's an NBA game. You can lose to Detroit. Yeah. Um, but they came out, and they got the W, and here they are. Five games left until Ja returns. They have won three of four. They are four back of the play-in. And, um, and again, they got, they got to survive five more games 
And then Ja is back, and somewhere in there, uh, Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard will also be back. This brings up the video uh, that was circulating around social media yesterday when Lou Williams and our old friend Danny Green were talking about how the Grizzlies had best just pack it in this year. Uh, here's a little bit of that. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, 5-14. and 14. John Morant still has six games to go in his uh, suspension. Do we hit the panic button on this Grizzlies squad? Yeah, they're done. Okay. Yeah, this season, this season is a wrap. This this one is a wash. You know, they're selling four dollar tickets down in Memphis, okay. and um, I think we hit the reset button. We, oh, that's a nicer way to look at because it. Because I, I think they have the pieces that are just not healthy. Stephen Adams, nice. Brandon Clark, Jaws <laughs> been out twenty five games. Those three guys make a huge difference. Um, I do think they lack some wing depth or some, I guess, some experience because they have uh, Zaire and, and David Roddy uh, who are young. I just don't think they're ready yet, but they are very good players, which I think next what year... What we're for the season. Yeah, for this, this season. For this, this season. Yeah, this season, they're, 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 for this season, they're done. I think they kind of call it a wash, but they, they need a reset you know, and, and refresh probably yeah. by... They're second to last like, in the West, and the West is nothing to play with right now. It's, it's about eight teams that's going to give you headaches, you know, so trying to fight uphill for that when Ja comes back, this team is done. And the injuries, like like Danny just the injuries. Yeah. Is there a world in which you could see Ja Morant not on this Memphis team next year? Absolutely not. I don't see it. No chance. Yeah, I think the or, grit and grind and Ja Morant in Memphis, they all go hand in hand. I think he's, he's part of that fabric. I don't think so, but... You never know, you know, and I, and I hope to God that there's no more other more like there's no more mistakes. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I hope that you know he's turned over a new leaf and, and things are. And I think he's more locked in and more serious about what he's doing. And also, I think him seeing this and watching him let his team down Not is, just the, team, is the worst everybody. thing you can feel as a player and yeah. in the city and seeing because they were contenders last year. Now they're just at the bottom of the, the, the league. Uh, for him to for them to feel that way, he has to hold himself responsible for a lot of that, I'm sure. And he's going to probably hold himself to a new standard and, and turn over a new leaf. I'm sure he's feeling it, too. Out of sight, out of mind. We <clears> hadn't <throat> been talking about John Morant for yeah. Crazy. You know, What's he do all day? Which may be a good thing, though. Work out, watch basketball, I'm sure. You That's know? a so, lot of time. And, it's, yeah. right, and, Less and, live Instagram feeds, yeah. which is good. He's under the, under the radar. Keep working out, but hopefully he comes back. I know he's going to come back with a bang, though. That was electric television, by the way. What's that? That was electric television, by the way. Um, it, it was, um, well, it was really Lou Williams who was the instigator there. Like, Danny Green was going along with it. Said, I mean, yeah, he's playing more set, diplomatic. Whatever. That's kind of like more. He was, um, Lou Williams twice said they're done. And uh, and then he said there's eight teams in the West that, you know, you're going to cause you headaches. Well, the funny thing is people don't realize may not realize that the plane goes to 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that leaves that leaves a couple of spots. Here's the thing. I got no idea how the rest of the season is going to play out, but the notion that they're done is insane. They haven't even really gotten started. They're get they're just beginning. Hardly done, they're just beginning. They will begin. Well, it also five- depends on like what what is the like they the context is like, are we talking about as a contender? Well, yeah, I That's agree. That's not what they meant. Yeah, like, I, he meant they're they're, they're last, they're done. They're like they're the rest of the season is meaningless. That's what done to me means. I mean, were the Lakers done last year when they, they were no? You know, they get in and the play. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Um, yeah, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? It, I mean, the, the notion they're done is silly. The notion that I don't know if they're going to make the play in or not. But five more games, they're only four back. And then you tell me, what teams are adding the equivalent of John Morant, Marcus Smart, and Luke Kennard? Uh, I mean, without the deadline, no one. Yeah, no one. So, um, it, it, by the way, the Warriors and Clippers did both win last night. That was inconvenient. They are four back of the Clips. Yes, but now it means the Grizzlies have two wins over teams, but 500 or better. There you go. <laughs> they are four back of the Clips and Houston, and they are three and a half back of Golden State. Here's the thing. Um, they have the following games left until Ja returns. <clears throat> Minnesota. Uh, the Detroit game from the NBA was a gift. That was the, uh, a game that was <laughs> added to the Thank schedule. You. Thank you, NBA. Um, uh, you got to now deal with Minnesota at home. Uh, and then Dallas, Houston, Houston, and Oklahoma City. I think that the, a rational human would have to... They will only be favored in one of those games. I think most likely, yeah. So... 
I mean, we don't know like who all is going to show up, right? Yeah, but 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 looking 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 at it from right yeah. now, and if you offered me one win, I would not take it. You want to steal two there, right? Yeah, I would, I I think you'd like to at least like steal one more, steal yeah. one more, beat Houston twice or whatever, steal one of these games. I mean, you beat Dallas last time because Luca wasn't there. He had a first half uh, triple double last night. Um, so um, uh, those other teams are very good, um, but. Uh, but if you could steal one, it would one, be nice to have another home one. I'm feeling some. It would be nice. That, that's that's. Not, I don't think too much to ask. It would be nice to have another home <laughs> win. Uh, also, last night we got um, uh, Jalen Noel. Noel was really good yet again. Six of eight, twelve points. Um, you know who led the team in plus minus last night? Uh, probably Santi, right? No, Desmond Bain again. Imperfect stat. Uh, I think there's a you, you're, you, there's a law that says if you discuss plus minus, you have to point out the flaws yeah, yeah, of the of stat. Yeah, yeah. Desmond Bain was minus one last uh-huh. night when he was on the floor. Uh, but who led the team in plus minus? John Conchar did. There you go. Uh, tw- plus twenty two, making stuff happen, and he was really good. Uh, seven rebounds, uh, two assists, three of four from Mr. the floor, two something. of two from. The, he did something. He absolutely did something. And so I'm feeling. I'm feeling. And this may be the first time I have said this all year. Better. Today, I'm more cheerful about the state of the Grizzlies than I am about the state of the Tigers. Yeah, probably. I mean, I... I, I that's, because, that's because I had already adjusted expectations, right? right? Like, but, I like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, all of that's such a all sliding that's, scale. It's 100%. Yeah. It is, as they say. But in I do agree. Because I have felt yeah. the, last, the last week and a half... Watching the Grizzlies is not a chore anymore. That's that's correct. And the end's in sight. Correct. You know, you got Ja tweeting about Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain's back to being a star, but a little while ago he felt resigned and banged up and everything else. Um, Jaron had another 24 last night. Yeah, it it it's. I feel good I mean, about it. I mean, Desmond, so, yeah, he had 49. I think the Grizzlies could have won if he only would have had 40. <laughs> I suppose they could have won if he only had 40. Uh, they did win 116 to 102. All right. Someone last night asked, we're trying to do a lot in this first segment because we got Rick Cleveland coming up next uh, talking about Mississippi football. Then we got Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies. Then we got Writer Than Right Trivia. Someone said, I have to take calls today because they got a lot to say. This was about the Tigers. But if you want to celebrate the Grizzlies or tell me how you're feeling about either team, I'll take them. But I said we, we do like to at least give the people an opportunity. So if you have something that you want to get off your chest, uh, good or bad, about either of these teams, 445 is the phone number. It felt like people were more worked up about the Tigers on social media last night, and not necessarily in a good way. Um, but I am hereby for the next seven minutes – or something like that, opening the phone call, the phone lines, 445-0929-445-0929, if you want to, uh, if you want to weigh in on any of this, Tigers or Grizz, before we move on to other matters. Uh, and so we'll take your calls coming up next. In the meantime, uh, we, there was other news that happened. Matt Barnes, the defensive coordinator uh, for the Memphis Tiger football team, is le- leaving to go to Mississippi State. I know some people out there might say, eh, good riddance. Like, they were not exactly a defensive juggernaut um, this year. But, uh, you know, listen, the guy wouldn't have been fired. And Mississippi State obviously saw something in him. So we will see uh, what Ryan Silverfield does um, there. Tonight you got Pats and Steelers. That game, the un- the over-under is 30 points, which is the lowest since 2004 in the NFL uh, and then you got the semifinal games for the um, for the NBA uh, in season tournament as well. Pacers, Bucks, and then Lakers, Pelicans. All right. Uh, well, I said I'll take your calls. We will take your calls. Phone number is four four five zero nine two nine four four five zero nine two nine. If you have something you want to get off your chest as you were watching either or both of those games unfold last night, uh, Jeffrey, who do we have? Jeff, we have Ralph. Ralph, you're on. Ralph. Hey. Uh- Hey, uh, so are they going to keep Noel the rest of the season? And if so, who are they cutting? Uh, I we, we we here on the Jeff Calkins show, and obviously he was very good last night. Uh, we're dubious uh, that they will keep him because there would they would have to eat a lot of money uh, in order to keep him, and so 
Um, my suspicion is they will not keep him. Now, we'll see. He's on another 10-day. It's possible at the end, of, you know, depending on what happens in the 10-day, that he will be so good that he will force them, um, force, force them to make a decision. Um, but I think given the money that they'd have to eat, I think it is unlikely that they will keep him. Jeffrey has disappeared. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Jeffrey has disappeared. Who do we have? Uh, sorry. 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 What, what's, what, what, what's the challenge here, Jeffrey? We, we don't have this. This call screener's not working. So I, I'm having I to. See. Yeah. Well, just put them directly on. Can you just put them directly on? Jeff Calkins Show. <laughs> you are on. You are we're, live. We're going live here. Who's next? Hello. Hey, how y'all doing? This is uh, Brian from Bahrain. Uh, hey, Brian. Just calling in. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, just headed to work, but uh, you know, I woke up this morning at three a.m. to watch this game. And are you, wait, are you, you know, really? Was, you uh, are in Bahrain. I am in in the Middle East, yes, sir. What in the world? What do you do in Bahrain? Uh, so I'm currently active duty Navy. Uh, I'm out here. I've been out here for about two and a half years, but I'm I'm finally coming home in March. So pretty. And excited. you got up at three a.m. to watch which? Uh, the Memphis versus VCU. Okay, all right. And what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was, you know, I, I tell you what, I don't like to say negative things about the Tigers because you know, I love them to death, but we're not going to win, you know, these upcoming games playing like this. I, I think, I think it's definitely, you know, Penny, Penny hit it on the nail. It's the players maybe aren't following the plan. You know, it all it felt the whole time, the second half. Every time we got, you know, we scored, tied it, got a stop. We just threw it away the next play yeah. until we finally hit that three and we kind of took it over and then went to overtime. But, you know, I, right. I think this is a good team and we, we got some stuff to learn, but I think we're going to be good. Thanks, Brian. Stay safe. Thanks for your service. Appreciate it. Uh, Caleb Mills said, we just have to get on the same page. And I think that uh, seems exactly right. I feel bad for Jeffrey over there. We've thrown so much at him this morning. The phones are absolutely lit up. Is there someone that you could put on? Jeff, Jeffrey? let's go to Tony. Uh, Tony, you're on. Tony, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I. I, I they talk about as they react on a win, yeah. and they react on a loss. And the thing is that you know you, when you have that much turnover, you're gonna have some games that's that's out of this world, and you're gonna have some tough games. I mean, on extra time for this team to get together. And, and look, Penny have had teams that we counted out, and then once they get the defensive philosophy, then it seemed like things change. And uh, you know, that's the whole thing about it. These guys, they're not playing very good defense. They're they gambling a lot, and they're not buying into the system right now. I mean, even in the Missouri game, halfway through was when they started really clamping down. They got to believe in the system, and, and hopefully you get Jordan Brown on the same page because I think last night would have been a perfect game for him. Yeah. But I- unfortunately, he didn't play. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Uh, who is next, Jeffrey? Jeff, let's go to Will. Will, you're on. Oh, I'm all cool. Hey, Will. What's up, man? We're Big good. Tigers fan. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? Good. Huge Tigers fan from Memphis, born and raised. Uh, I just think, like, Penny probably pressing way too much. All the trapping gets the players kind of tired. And swapping out the lineups is kind of just like not, not letting them get a lot of chemistry going. You know what I mean? So got to kind of tighten up on that and call more plays, man. If you play it, then call. Everyone's standing around looking for the ball. Got to get a little bit more continuity with the teammates, I guess. All right. Thank you very much. That's Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Uh, we're going to wind this up because it's been a, a bit of a Jeff Jeffrey's, but a bit of a circus over there. Jeffrey, who we got? Who's the last caller? Uh, we got Dennis in Whitehaven. Dennis, you Dennis, are, how are you? on. Dennis. I'm pretty good, guys. Look, I'm pretty good. Look, I just I think I agree with you guys with the rotation, but I think he does it because of the press, and I think guys do get tired, man. My biggest thing was Jaquan Walton. I thought he was hurt. I mean, he didn't he didn't put him back in. I think maybe two minutes in the second half, but you know, let's just give him time to jail, man. It's, it is a new team, all new players, even though they're older players. Chemistry is a big part of basketball, so I think I think you know they'll be fine once they just get all the kinks worked out. All right. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, it was interesting. Like, uh, it, my problem with the press is it just feels very high school. Like, well, no, this, we're going to keep like, pressing them. This like, press didn't. Uh, it was a like they they that team actually turns the ball over a lot typically, and they only forced twelve. I think last night. You know, they they didn't. It didn't actually. It wasn't. It wasn't effective. 
it wasn't particularly effective last night. Um, it, 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 it's it's interesting. The the one caller said we people overreact to a win and overreact to a loss. That's not just Tiger fans, by the way. That's everybody overreacts to a win and overreacts to a loss. What's weird is to the extent people are overreacting now today, they're overreacting to a win in the in the in the negative way. Yeah. Right. Like to the extent that anyone's overreacting. Um, the Jake Juan Walton thing is interesting. Last three games, nine points, five points, three points. He played 19 minutes last night, and he looked like he was going to be a total stud when the season began. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't disagree. Like there's the, there's enough talent on this team to have a very good team. Obviously, I think if Jordan Brown isn't the presence that we had hoped he would be, it does somewhat limit this team. You know, like there is not an inside. We expected there to be an inside force on this team. Malcolm, whatever he is, um, he can. You know, he he was good last night. Like I, I, yeah. I again, I'm glad he's there, but he's not a dominant inside force. He's just not. And if you don't have that, which is what I expected and we hoped Jordan Brown would be, I do think it somewhat limits the ceiling on this team. The problem, as ever, though, is look at. The way that this is not their fault, but the way the schedule works, they have to get the the heavy lifting done before the season, before the regular the the, the tournament, you know, the the conference season begins, and that means they gotta, you know, they gotta win two of three against A and M, Clemson, and Virginia. Wouldn't you say that's right? Uh, to get to be better than an eight or nine yeah. seed, yeah. No, I mean, I th- I think and the so reality there's not is a like, lot of time yeah. to get on the same page. Yeah, no, I mean, to me, I think these, I think this this part. These three games will probably determine your seed as much as any other part of the schedule. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got to take a break. Um, Chris Harrington's going to join us straight up 10 o'clock. Rick Cleveland coming up next, then right or the right trivia. Uh, the NFL, <laughs> we got an interesting game tonight, Jeffrey. The over-under is 30. Pats Jeff, and I don't Steelers. know if you've seen it, but there are scenarios where the 7 and 10 Pats could make the playoffs. That's been going around on the internet. That's fantastic. That's beautiful to say. Anyway, uh, if you want to bet it, new customers, uh, place any winning $5 money line bet, and new customers get $150 in bonus bets over at FanDuel. $150 if your team wins. FanDuel is, of course, official partner of the NBA. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, to unlock $150 in free bets. Must be 21 or older. Present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money on wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is nominal, bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call Tennessee Redline 1 800 889 Back in a minute with Rick Cleveland. We'll do that next. Jeff Calkins Show 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm Ryan Horvath with Beck UL. In the National Football League this season, the teams that target against the spread the Miami Dolphins, 8 and 3 against the number 9 and 3 overall. The Philadelphia Eagles, 8 3 and 1 against the spread. Spread. The Dallas Cowboys and Detroit Lions both come in 8-4 and four against the number. When looking at teams to avoid or fade the rest of the way, look at the Saints at 2-9-1 and one, and the Patriots, who are just 2-9 and nine against the spread this season. I'm Ryan Horvath. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL and download the BetMGM app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-330-2929. That's 800-330-2929. 800-330-2929. For the ones who get it done, 
The most important part is the one you need now, and the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional grade supplies for every industry, even hard to find products. And we have same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. At Church Health, the people we care for are all around us. They might include your neighbor, the waiter who served you at your favorite restaurant, the home care specialist who keeps your aging parents safe, your friends and family members who in some cases are working multiple jobs just to get by. At Church Health, we measure impact on each patient visit, each bone set, each pediatric checkup, each medical relationship forged and nurtured. Our impact is measured in these patients' smiles and in their recoveries. The impact is good for the person and good for our community. At Church Health, we could not make a difference without you. We invite you to make an impact. Please visit churchhealth.org today and learn how you can become a Church Health champion. Church Health, making quality health care accessible so we can all live our lives with dignity, vitality, and joy. Find out more. Visit churchhealth.org today. It's the holiday season. Time for great deals from Metro by T-Mobile, like 5G home internet for eligible customers for just $20 a month with Nada Yada Yada. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no exploding bills ever. Just 5G home internet that's fit for any endeavor. So when the holidays are over, it's important to say 20 bucks a month is still all you'll pay. Nada Yada Yada, only at Metro. You'll need to qualify for the affordable connectivity program. Purchase a modem and get a phone plan. It's $25 the first month and $20 after that with auto pay. Limit one ACP discount per household. If you want to feel joyous this holiday season, I have two words for you. O'Call. It's holiday shopping the way it used to be, with helpful people, stunning gifts, and elves home from college doing the complimentary wrapping. Plus, you can be certain that whoever you are shopping for, they will be thrilled with a gift from O'Call, both when they open the present and any time during the coming year when they put it on. So this holiday season, treat yourself and someone on your list to the best holiday shopping experience you'll find anywhere. Stop by and see your friends and those elves at O'Call. Hey, it's Howie at Robert Owen Jewelers, and I've got great gift ideas for anybody's budget. Like half-carat diamond studs, only $399. Free financing, bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Owen Jewelers, five locations or online at rijewelers.com. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money the same day. Starting December 11th, walk into a Jackson Hewitt for an early loan on your tax refund, and you could walk out with up to 1000 bucks. Appointments go fast. Book yours now at jacksonhewitt.com. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Save big every day during Lowe's 25 Days of Deals. Right now, get these can't-miss deals on appliances. Get up to 30% off, plus save up to an extra $750 on select major appliances. And with Lowe's Pay, you can buy now and pay later to get instant payment options for online purchases. Shop these savings, because Lowe's knows deals every day. Valve to 12 Appliance savings vary based on purchase amount. Exclusions apply. While supplies last, selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Subject to credit approval. It's football season, and the NFL is in full effect on the free Odyssey app. We're heading into the final stretch of the regular season, and the playoff picture is starting to come into focus. Whatever team you're rooting for, the free Odyssey app has you covered with the local talk and your team's podcasts. Plus, listen to play-by-play of every Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night game from Westwood One. If you're looking for the NFL, it's all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and search for your favorite team. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. 
Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. If you are uh, going out for the holidays, got a family... Uh, group or a group from work or friends who you haven't gotten together with, uh, I would recommend Bounty on Broad. My old friend Jennifer Biggs used to say that it has a joyous vibe to it. It's fabulous fine dining. It's just a happy place uh, and a great place to go for the holidays. Food is served family style and it's delicious. Uh, I like the pork belly confit, which I'd never had before. Uh, absolutely succulent and fabulous. The uh, fried oysters, of course, a longtime favorite. Brussels, get them for the table. Lamb shank is to die for with the Gouda grits. It's Bounty on Broad, 410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. Give them a call to set up a holiday gathering if you were, uh, if you still have, haven't gotten around to doing that. Joined now by Rick Cleveland. Rick Cleveland, of course, longtime uh, sports writer in Mississippi. And uh, don't see him as much as I used to. We used to run into each other all the time. But he has co-authored, along with Neil White, the Mississippi football book and will be coming to Novel Sunday, 2 to 4, I believe, Rick. Is that right? 2 to 4 is when you're going to be uh, assigning books, selling books, if people want Christmas presents for the Mississippi football fan in their life. Is that the... Yeah, that's right, Jeff. Two to four. Two to you're four. right. We used to see each other every, all the time, about every week. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Sports writing has changed. Our lives have changed. Um, so I, this book is just incredible because the the connections with football in Mississippi. Well, you start the book starts with um, the fact that literally Mississippi per capita may be the best football state in the country. What's the evidence? Uh, well, it's. It, it has produced more NFL players per capita than any state in the country. It has produced more uh, pro football Hall of Famers per capita than any you know state in the nation. And, and it's not just quantity; it's quality. We're talking about the you know the leading receiver and touchdown scorer in NFL history is Jerry Rice. The number two rusher is Walter Payton. The number four passer is Brett Favre. Uh, Number one offensive producer in college football history is Steve McNair. I mean, you just go on and on, Jeff. Of course, you know all this. Pretty good punter, and Ray. Pretty good punter. If they ever had, if this team from Missis- if this mythical team from Mississippi ever had to punt, Ray Guy could handle that for you too. It's just oh, astonishing. God. Yeah, yeah, just amazing. Uh, yeah, it's it's the the history's rich, and uh, and this book tells. Uh, so how, all that history. How yeah. did this? How did this come to pass? How did football arrive and come to thrive in Mississippi? Sure, I. You got me. I, I've I've talked to, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of the great players about it, including Archie Manning, and and Archie always. I mean, his his contention is because it's just so important in small town Mississippi. Football is I mean, kids grow up wanting to play on Friday night and then Saturday afternoon. Uh you know, he's a perfect example. He grew up in Drew going to going to the games on Friday night, wanting to be out there. And uh it it, it really is. It's it's like Friday night there's two two special Weekly occasions in Mississippi, and it's Friday night football and Sunday morning church, and that's that's really that's just the way it is. Are, is there? It's funny, like looking at this book. It's not just honestly the great players because there are incredible players. This, there's also, by the way, we that this myth, mythical Mississippi team could also be the referee could be Sarah Thomas, who is the first uh, female to officiate in an NFL game, right? Isn't that is am I I'm correct about that? Right? Isn't that? Yeah, yeah, she was the first. She was the first female uh, college football official, the first one to do a college bowl game, the first one to do an NFL game, and then the first one to do the Super Bowl. Just incredible. So, but it's not just the the great players. 
it's these mythical stories too. Like Archie, in addition to being obviously a great college player and a and a and a beleaguered but but still talented NFL player, he's a saga. Marcus Dupree is a saga. Like he was, he never may, maybe maybe became what he was supposed to become. He's a saga. Walter Payton is a, like there are stories attached with all of these. I didn't realize that Medgar Evans played football in Mississippi. Medgar Evers was the captain of the Alcorn State football team in, in like 1951 and 52, and actually was a really good player, too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty rich. Uh, and this, you know, Jeff, this goes right back to the very first games, high okay. school and college Which were games. when? Which were when? Last century or this century? 1893 was the first University of Mississippi game, right? Right, University uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State played for the first time then, and and uh, yeah, you won't believe this, uh, Jeff, but they they uh, they had a big fight <laughs> <laughs> in the first game. They had a big the fight. The game actually started late because the teams were arguing about the other teams using non-students as players. Does that not sound yeah, familiar? Yes, uh, absolutely. It, it, it 100% sounds familiar. Um, it's funny, when you talk about the whole section in this book, again, the book is called uh, The Mississippi Football Book, Stories and Records from the Greatest Teams, Coaches, and Players Who Lived and Played in the Greatest Football State. Uh, it, it, there's a section on high school football. There's a section on college football. There's a section on pro football. There's a section on junior college football, which is its own story. But... Um, but but in all of this, you, there is a section on the Egg Bowl. You also talk about or write about the 1941 Egg Bowl as being the apex of the Egg Bowl. Well, it was it was certainly the most important uh, Ole Miss Mississippi State game in history because whoever won it was going to win the SEC, and that's the only time that's ever happened where they where when they played the winner was going to be the SEC champion and. Uh, it's funny, I was talking about that, uh, and it's in the story that I wrote in, in the book, is that William Winter, uh, you know, the great governor, yeah. I, for my money, the best governor Mississippi ever had, he was he was the sports writer, the sports editor of the, of the Daily Mississippian at Ole Miss, and covered that game. And I talked to him about it about 60-something 60, well, years later, and Jeff, he remembered everything about it. I mean, the weather, the key plays in the game, the stars of the game, and everything. And I remember talking to him and saying, "Well, Governor, how in the hell do you remember something that happened so long ago?" And he he said he always called me Ricky. He said, "Well, Ricky, you have to understand, it was the most important thing in my life at the time." <laughs> um. Um. So separately, obviously, football started when it started. There was it was uh, University of Mississippi certainly, and and throughout high school, it was all white. And then separately, there was um, you write over here about the first uh, black team in high schools and in college. Um, how did 1967 was the first integrated high school team in Itawamba? That's right, in Fulton, Mississippi. Yeah. Is, uh, but, is yeah, it, that's per- unbelievable. The first integrated college football game wasn't until 1970. 1970, and it was Ole yeah. Miss. Well, it was it was uh, the first Southern Miss beat Ole Miss Archie's senior season. Uh-huh. Uh, the biggest upset of any that I've seen in my life. Uh, I mean, Ole Miss was a. Pro- Prohibitive favorite. They didn't even. They didn't even make a line on the game. They had beaten Southern sixty-nine to seven the year before, and uh, Southern beat them thirty to fourteen. Uh, Willie Heidelberg, who weighed all of one hundred and forty-three pounds, scored two touchdowns for Southern, and was one of the stars of the game. The other one was the guy you mentioned earlier, Ray Guy, who. Every time Ole Miss got the ball, they got it inside their five yard line. And uh, yeah, so it, yeah, that that was the first 
time that an African-American player made an impact in a college football game, and that was the first season where African-Americans played uh, at, at the historically white schools in Mississippi. So, and actually, okay. Ole, Miss was, Ole Miss was all white then. And that after that season, after that game, they signed their first two black players, and one of which was Ben Williams, who, believe it or not, four years later was Colonel Rebel, was the, uh, which was the equivalent of Mr. Ole Miss. Went on to play for my beloved Buffalo Bills. Uh, did Rick Cleveland? I mean, I mean, did, 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 did Ben? Yeah. He's a Ben Buffalo. Williams, General Ben Williams, great, absolutely great player uh, in the NFL um, as well. The um, the only Heisman Trophy winner born in the state of Mississippi, Jeffrey. Do you know this? Do you know the only Heisman? Let's we're, we're warming Jeffrey up for writing the right trivia, which comes later on in the show. The only Heisman Trophy winner born in the state of Mississippi. Uh, I do not. Uh, I, I may. He's off today. He's yeah. off today. Uh, Rick, what's the answer? It's unbelievable. It's Billy Cannon. I knew it was going to be some type of. <laughs> right, I knew it was right. like it some type yeah. of. Yeah. Went on to went on to break their hearts. Obviously. Oh, he he, he ruined the most perfect <laughs> season in college football history. Yeah. Because that Ole Miss team was unbelievable. Nineteen fifty nine. Yeah. So, um, I, I, who is, is there, by the way, a general agreement as to who the greatest player in Mississippi football history is, or is it impossible to choose? It, it's, it's, you know, I, I think my, my own personal opinion is it's Walter Payton. Right. But, but a lot of people would argue uh, Jerry Rice. And other people would argue uh, Brett Favre. You know, I mean, it's it's really hard to to choose. I just think pound for pound, and when you talk about being able to do everything, it would have to be Walter. People forget he was he kicked off and punted for Jackson State. He also threw a whole bunch of touchdown passes at both Jackson State and. So for where the where were Bears. you when when Walter Payton was was uh, was Lighten it up for for Jackson State. I was a sports editor of the Hattiesburg American, um, and so did you see him play at Jackson State? Oh yeah, sure, yeah. And was he unbelievable? Did you know he was going to be what he became? I, I thought he was the best football player I'd ever seen. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. He was terrific. I mean, he scored four hundred sixty-four points. <laughs> I mean, and he kicked off, and he punted, and if he if if they had played both ways, he would have been the best defensive player, too. I mean, he was he was incredible. Jeff, I was there on his senior day when all the NFL scouts, yeah, all, and all of them came. I mean, all the teams were represented on his senior day, and after he ran the forty yard dash in four four, and all the other players had finished running their forties. He got on his hands and handstanded a forty-yard dash. <laughs> so, if, well, okay, it's probably easier to do it as a, and not even like in legend and if there was, I hate to be cliche here. Again, in the book is the Mississippi football football book. Rick and Neil White will be uh, at Novel on Sunday. The book will be available. Signed copies. And uh, and they'll be reading from it and talking about Mississippi football. If you're interested, um, then again, it's novel two to four this Sunday. It, not to be cliche, but if we were to construct the proverbial Mount Rushmore, that gives you four. Who's on it? Well, I'd go with Walter and Jerry and Archie and and so then you've got Favre, right, as another yeah. possibility. You've got. It, it, it probably would be. It, it, it probably would. You can't be. have a punter on there, but he's the greatest punter ever. He can't have a punter on there. He has his own award. He, the Ray, yeah. he does have. He does have his own award, the Ray Guy Award. Um, Jeff, he was. He was more than even a punter. He still uh, hosts this. Uh, well, he's second in career pass interceptions at Southern Miss. Is he really? I, I once saw him hit a, a Memphis. 
receiver. It was Memphis State then. He hit a Memphis State receiver coming across the middle, and he hit him so hard he knocked him out cold. And then when they finally revived the guy, they were looking around in the grass for something, and I figured it was contacts, but no, it was a tooth. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, uh, again, no- at Novel uh, Sunday uh, from two to four. What would you, what Rick, again, talking to Rick Cleveland, longtime columnist um, in there in the state of Mississippi, what would you, what's your assessment of the current state of Mississippi football? Well, obviously, Ole Miss has got it going, you know. Uh, it's, they're, they're uh, I, you know, I think they're a top 10 team. Uh, uh, you know, we've got, we've had a big coaching change at Mississippi State. Uh, the, the the thing that's happened over the last you know twenty years, Jeff, which you 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 followed too, is uh, you know Southern Miss is really. I was going to say. Uh, I was going to ask you what happened to Southern. Well, I I, I go back to when they. Uh, it's it's probably the worst move in history of college athletics. They they fired Jeff Bauer. 